Tis the season to shine with H&M. Discover the holiday collection and find fashionable pieces for your wardrobe or for under the tree. Get inspired and dazzle with this year's glam. From tuxedo styles, bow detailed pieces, impressive prints, and more. From unforgettable looks to unforgettable gifts. With fashion finds to home decor, find it all at H&M. Treat your loved ones and yourself this season. Shop in-store or at hm.com. Okay, people, I don't know what this episode's about. I just invited Kathy and Kirsten to come over and hang. I think everyone's fall it's good to just have a hang, right? To hang with your friends with no purpose, with no focus. We ended up talking about Kathy's lack of physical doctor's appointments and how Kirsten always does her resolutions for the new year every year and how she's really jumping into writing her novel and how I've never written a resolution. I tell a story from my childhood and I don't know, it just meanders everywhere, but I had a good time and I hope if I have a good time, then you have a good time. It was a good hang. So if you like the pod, the wife of the party podcast, where you feel like you're in the room hanging with the friends, then you'll enjoy this one. And if not, then hopefully you enjoy it anyway. (laughs) Anyway, thanks for coming back every week. Thank you so much for all the emails I get, even the negative ones. I want to hear everything. So thank you for emailing me. Um, You can go to wifeotp.com and email me there. Um, There's a quote of the week there. There's what I'm reading there. There's a lot of stuff there. So check out my website. And again, thanks for coming back. I hope you enjoy this hangcast with Kathy and Kirsten. I rode my bicycle past your window last night. Shushed you for for forty minutes straight. Yes, Leanne now, has been shushing us nonstop. Now we speak, won't talk for fifteen minutes. I was afraid to talk. Sorry. Save it for the podcast. Save, save it for the podcast. It, save, it, save it. So you were saying, Kathy? You? I was saying nothing. That yes, was you were. Yes, you were. I said I'm so cold all the time. Exactly. That's nothing. Exactly. Why are you always cold? I have no idea. Because <laughs> you have zero percent percent body fat. Exactly. I yes. wish I had zero percent body. Oh fat. my god, Kathy. Oh, Kathy. No, you know what? Kathy. I have to say this is. So not what I want to talk about, but I feel like this always happens the week before I get my period. Something hormonally happens and I fucking cannot get warm to save my life. It happens July. Like it doesn't matter. Huh? You're cold in July in the valley? Yeah. Yeah. How? Like sweater on inside. Like I don't know what is wrong with me, but like I think- it's something hormonal. I hear you on the hormonal, but I also <laughs> am digging in my heels about the 0% body fat. Agree. Agree. Yes. Agree. No, no, and no, I'm going to ask another question that Kathy will love. Have you asked a doctor about this, Kathy? <gasps> oh. oh. It's actually has been that? my whole life. And you know what um, I mean? It's it's not something new. It's not different. It just right. has always happened. And I don't know. I just sort of have always associated it with that. And it could be totally wrong. Yeah, totally. It may but, not be that at all, but 
ha, on related, unrelated note, have you booked your physical? No. <laughs> okay. I have so not, I have thought about it actually. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you said every time we've asked you. I have thought about it actually. Well, yeah, I've thought about buying That's a Ferrari, but I uh, haven't done that either. <laughs> I've not thought about buying a Ferrari. I haven't either. Really, but I was trying, I was trying to be quick witted. Okay. <laughs> Uh, no, actually, I was like, I need to sit down and uh, find a doctor and actually make an appointment. I just haven't done it yet. But it is actually <laughs> on my brain. Uh-huh. Whereas before, I'm like, yeah, whatever. And we're can here I make it? For, can I make an appointment for you with a doctor of my choice? Because <laughs> I if they take my insurance. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going today to get a mammogram, which I was you. You know, supposed to go fun. every two years. Yeah, I, I didn't go the last time. So it's been four years. And that's been bothering me for a full two years. Like it's been in the back of my brain going, you got to book that mammogram. You got to book that mammogram for two fucking years. Sorry. Don't yell at me. No, I'm not yelling at you. But it's the same thing. I'm like, it's in the back of my head. Like, oh, I have to make that appointment. I have to make that appointment. And now it's like seven years later. When is your appointment, Leanne? Uh, At one today. Oh, it's today. Great. Uh So I will be your accountability bully, (laughs) your friendly accountability bully. (laughs) (laughs) The bully for good. <laughs> I don't need two of you. <laughs> well, for the I, love of God. I think you do. Though. I say we tag team and text <laughs> her every day. You take Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I'll take Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday. And we go, how about that doctor's appointment? How about that doctor's appointment? How about that doctor's appointment? Turning my phone off. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you need Tabby to go to the doctor. doesn't reply to text anyway. Like, she's That's true. true. That's true. That's true. true. Yes. She's like, I can't deal with that now. I can't deal with it now. I can't deal with that now. Same as the doctor's appointment. Very true. I can't deal with that now. So, what do you need to have happen for that to happen? I don't know. I just need to think about it. Like when I have a moment to sit down and find a doctor in my insurance. You know what I mean? Like it's just never a priority, which is not good. No. So that is a power hour thing. That is something that you need to literally schedule. No, not in theory. It is literally like okay. Maybe I'm too busy today. But I'm like, oh my god, wait a minute. When is Max's follow-up appointment? Oh my God, it's not on my calendar. So then I'm like, I spiral out and I call his doctor and I figure out when his appointment is. And then I'm like, oh my God, I have to make Lily a pulmonologist appointment. And I do that. And all of that stuff gets taken care of and nothing else. And then power hours over. I'm like, oh yeah, moving on. So. Well, you need to put it on the top of your power yeah, hour list. I know. Because I love you and I don't want anything to happen to you. And also, and I, I, I think you're healthy. And uh, my yeah. feeling about you are such a good mom. You're so on top of your kids. Lily is not going to not get to the pulmonologist. I guarantee it. Yeah. Even if you, even if it, the, if it comes into your <laughs> you brain. You know she had a broken moment, finger for three weeks that I didn't address. <laughs> but that, Just FYI. That yeah. wasn't because you didn't address it. That was because it didn't seem broken. We've all right. done that. Yeah, we've literally all done. That oh, 100 percent. Yes. Um, I mean, I I just did it last year with Vivian. We we were like, oh, it's not broken. I mean, she's not crying. She's not yeah. upset. There's nothing. It's not swollen. There's not et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So you are not your kids are not going to go without medical care. I guarantee it. I know you, Leanne, <laughs> can back true. me up on 100%, 100%, this. 100 percent. So yeah. your power hour should be devoted only to scouring finding yourself a doctor and making that appointment. I agree. Yes. Yeah, it won't even take an hour, I don't think. No, it might it take, take you 15 minutes. Yeah, I know. So, but then, to, so then I start asking this, what is behind that? Why is it taking you so, because for me, what's behind the mammogram? I don't know, just too busy, genuinely, because I 
always go to my physical. I, I, I do my physical every year. So it's not that I'm not taking care of my health. It's that one thing for some reason I just couldn't get to. But then I did exactly what you're talking about. On my power hour, the top of my list was schedule root canal because I need that too. <laughs> so I've needed it since November. Schedule root canal, schedule mammogram. And I did them both back to back in the same power hour. I was like, done. Everything else has to wait. And I have a an enormous list of things that are time sensitive that must be done now, especially with my day job, my bird ink day job with getting ready for this tour. Oh my God, I have so much to do. But I was like, you know what? I'm just going to stop. And then with the mammogram, they were like, well, we're booking like in March, but I had a cancellation for Friday and I was like, do it. I don't really have time to go today. Yeah. But I was like, yeah. if I if I wait till March, I guarantee you something will come up and I'll move it to May. Yeah. And the thing and is, with the time sensitive stuff, yeah. you're overwhelmed with Burt Inc. But the thing is, there it's time sensitive. So it is going to get done. It will. Exactly it's, right. It's going to get done. That's exactly yeah. right. Because I, I don't have a choice. Yeah. So then I uh, put the mammogram smack in the middle of this busy period because of that. Yes. You're I, killing I was like, it. I'm just going to do it. I'm just doing it. The root canal I couldn't get until like the day before I go on tour with Bert for a week, which is <laughs> oh, awesome. Oh wow, that's great! But I was like, whatever, I need it. I've been yeah. it's been bothering me since November. But so. you could also call them and say, could I be on a cancellation list? I am on yeah. the cancellation okay. list. Yeah, yeah. But his first available was then, and yeah. I'm on the list. And I was right. like, just let me know, and that's I'll as good as, that's make great. it happen. But why? What's behind it? Is it is it really just that you're too busy? No, it's I. I don't think it's all that. Big of a deal. Yeah. It's I'm like, I'll get there eventually. She's not if it were on the calendar, first. I wouldn't change it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if it were there, I would just go. But, but I'm like, eh, whatever. No, it's here's fine. the I'll thing it's eventually. because you are like, a good mom. You're a great not... mom, and you are a great mom, but. I, and you're a great mom. I, uh, no, <laughs> I wasn't fishing. But I know the, that. the point is that, like, you're a great mom, so you put your kids first. And that's what a great mom does. You do put your kids first. But. It is coming. I think you're not alone. Like we all do it to a certain extent. Um, so ma- I'm sure so many people who are listening to this or watching this will relate 100 percent and go, yeah, it's just, you know, the focus is on the kids or your husband or your household or, you know, all the things to keep the family going. Good job. And it's easy to put it aside. And especially since you haven't necessarily had any. Right. Symptoms. Right. So it's, it's not, like it's, I don't want to say it's not important. I know it is, but it doesn't feel like it. And it's well, not here's, something I'm dry, like excited to do. So sorry. I feel like know. we're ganging up on you a little bit. A little but, bit. <laughs> but but how say I have two points to make. Then maybe we'll move on. Maybe but I think you get the point because we've had this conversation a million times and on this true, podcast. I know. Um, I think it's really good to have a benchmark for when you're healthy. So when you become unhealthy, they go, oh, this is what she looks like healthy. Yes. The other thing is I've now had two guests, Tanya and Mm -hmm. Kim, who had cancer out of nowhere, no family history, no, no symptoms, no clue, had walked into an appointment going, I'm not feeling good and walked out having fucking full blown cancer. Two people. That's why I go get my physical because I'm scared of that. That's what happened to my aunt when she had ovarian cancer. She had no symptoms until she was way into her cancer. Not saying that you have cancer, but saying that if there's something going on, early detection is always the key to fast recovery, I think. So for me to take care of my kids, I have to take care of my health. Yes. Because could you imagine if I died and Bert was in charge? (laughs) It would be a disaster. My kids would be 
disasters. I thought that, that's why I started getting, I never got physical. I got my OB visit, but I never got like legit physicals until I had kids because of that. Because I thought if I die of some, like something that it could have been prevented because I just didn't make an appointment, I would never forgive myself because Bert would fucking destroy my children. Now you don't really have that issue with Steven. But I really did think that. I was like, I cannot imagine Bert as a single dad. Someone else entirely would be raising my kids. You know, I better go to the doctor. <laughs> I better get my blood work. <laughs> and, you know, I have a history of colon cancer in my family, but it's not until they're later in life and they're like 70s and 80s. But I felt that's something my doctor should know because I'm sure if you have something like that, I mean, I have like four people in my grandmother's family in her age group that had it. So all of you know, my dad and his siblings all have regular colonoscopies from a very early age, earlier than normal, because it's in our family. I've had one already. Have you? Because yeah. really? my mom had colon cancer at a relatively young age, in her mm. 50s, I think. Oh, that is young. 50s or 60. That is yeah. young. No, mine were yeah. all in their like 75 plus, but still it's there consistently with several yeah. people. So um, I have to get mine this year, first one. Um but I, I, I don't know. I look at my doctor as a little bit of a teammate, you know. So I go, I, my intention is to stay really healthy. So she helps me do that. And she's really good at reading my blood panels and telling me what's going on. And I don't know. That's my perspective. Yeah. And Kathy, if I may dial it back from cancer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, um, you know, I was running uh, with a sore knee and running marathons and half marathons and all distances in between for years. And it was just like, Oh, buck up. I can handle some pain yeah. or whatever. But really it, it was the wrong. I always feel like, Oh, I'm so strong. I'm so tough. I can handle pain, yeah. but it was not a good plan because what happened was that yes, I had a torn meniscus. It turned out when I finally got it addressed years later, but I also had arthritis and the torn meniscus was scratching, was rubbing against the arthritis mm. and exacerbating the arthritis. So now my, I finally had the knee surgery and the torn meniscus is fixed, but the arthritis is bad. Right. And that is something that I caused by not addressing it in a timely manner mm. because I was like, oh, buck up. You can handle this. This right. isn't it's not cancer. It's not, you know, it's just your knee. You, you're fine. You can handle a little pain. Marathons are supposed to hurt. You know, all this kind of talk that was not helpful in the end. Right. <laughs> at right. All. Well, I think we grew up with parents who never went to the doctor if like a limb was severed. You know, <laughs> my dad would only go to the doctor. I mean, he just split his head open and super glued it back together. I mean, it's a huge, huge, like semicircular, probably as almost as big around as a soda can. Right. As the bottom of a soda can, his, someone dropped a camper on his head, <laughs> on his, a camper, like a slide in uh, camper on his head and like sliced it open. And he just uh, kind of d washed it and then super glued it <laughs> and then called it a fucking day. <laughs> so I'm for people who don't go to the doctor. I mean, and what's really bad, good, I guess, but really bad is he came here a week later and it was almost totally healed. It worked. It looked really good. It looked really good, right? <laughs> he had one little bitty spot that was scabby. And I mean, the picture, it looked like it like almost scalped him. It was crazy. <laughs> it was crazy. So that's so funny. I just had a conversation with my mom. She has a physical in like May. 
my niece is graduating college. And she's like, well, what if I can't go? I'm like, what if the physical like is the Monday after? I'm like, change the physical, right? <laughs> she's like, it's my physical. I can't like she is like she is beside herself six months. OK, in advance. this and is like, why this is why you don't go to the doctor. I'm this like, is 100 percent why we've established it. I was like, I can't even have oh my this God. conversation with you. Your first granddaughter is about to graduate college and you might miss it because you have a physical. Oh my God, Kathy, <laughs> that that's why. That is 100% know. why it's you don't so want to be your mom. It's the anti-Connie. Don't. It's the anti-Connie. Oh my God. It's the opposite. That's for wow. damn sure. But yeah, that? isn't that weird? Wow. I don't get it. I think anyway, it is not maybe completely on. a coincidence, <laughs> but moving on sort of. So I don't think it's a coincidence, Please. and I'm Let's move on. I'm moving on in saying that. Okay, here's what I decided for my new year. Right, uh, you probably know all of the story, Kathy. So sorry, I'm repeating it. Mm-hmm. But um, I started working with a physical trainer three days a week. Right, awesome. And I decide I'd been asking. It's Sandy's physical trainer, and Sandy's trainer doesn't take new clients ever. But he had said to her, "You need a partner. You're getting." lazy so you need a partner <laughs> imagine sandy phoning Shocking, something in right? i know she was telling me how she cheats yesterday when uh, we, she was telling me how she cheats behind his back and then how she doesn't get caught cheating <laughs> because when you cheat he yells at you big time but i don't i'm not a cheater i don't do that so <laughs> but she was like this is what i do he tells me to run the mile and when he's not looking i go down three notches and then all of a sudden before he look turns around i go up three more notches so he knows oh I, he thinks i'm running at a certain pace What's the point though if well, she's said, she's, why are you going then? exactly she said i understand that i'm only cheating myself but it's just too hard it's too hard for me and i don't want to be that hard i was like okay but when I started, I've been asking to start with this trainer since the summer because um, because I don't know. It's one thing. I used to work out with a trainer in my 20s, but I didn't really need to work out with a trainer in my 20s. I weighed like 110 pounds. I just, you know, I did it to hang out with the girls I was working out with with the trainer. So, um, but Bert for like two years has been saying, I think you need a trainer because your body changes so much in this, or mine has. Yes. Maybe not everybody's, <laughs> yeah. but mine is completely different than even my early 40s it's not responding to exercise or diet like it used to right and I've been stubbornly going no I have two eggs and a piece of toast and that's my breakfast period and not just refusing to make changes I knew I needed to make right so I felt like I need somebody maybe that holds me accountable in a different way than just our friends or or I do myself and it's exhausting to hold yourself accountable all the time, right? Every once in a while, mm-hmm. you want to go, I don't want to hold myself accountable. I actually want someone who says no and yes, and that's what you do. So in the when she said he would take me on as her partner, um, I just started thinking to myself, okay, this is really good because my mind and my spirit are in pretty good shape. I take care of them uh, very regularly by going to therapy, by having this podcast, by um, keeping my Bible, um, by even posting my quotes, you know, and having people come back to me and go, this is an amazing quote. That's very fulfilling for me. That's something that has helped me help somebody else. So, but I I haven't really focused on my body. So mind, body, spirit, right? So I'm going to approach this workout as 
the third piece of this pie and not just as I want to get skinny or whatever, which is not why I was approaching it anyway. I knew I had weight I needed to lose, even though my doctor said I don't, which is really confusing. You go to the doctor and I go, hey, lady, I got like 15 pounds of fat on the back part of my body. You, maybe I should turn around and you look at me from the back and go, oh, yeah, maybe. But my um, the chart they use for my height mm -hmm. and age, I'm the exact right weight. And my percentage body fat is like at the top of normal, but I don't look good, right? I don't, I look heavy. I look heavy from the back. I do. In your mind. In your mind. No, I you do. You don't look heavy, but you're not, <laughs> right. you're not, you're not happy satisfied. with where you are compared to happy. where you've been. Yeah. And if you grabbed yeah. my back fat, you would go, oh, <laughs> oh. You have the equivalent of two loaves of bread of fat wrapped around your back. Because people do that frequently. <laughs> Grab somebody's back fat. That? that is a very offensive thing. Well, when we're taking pictures as a group, I'm always like, somebody's going to grab my back fat. It's going to happen. I'm totally going to do it today. Ah, Jesus. So in thinking that way, I started thinking, uh, I believe in the, that Louise Hay uh, book that says, you know, you, you, uh, Ill, illness comes up in your body based on something emotional that's happening, right? So if I hold almost all of my fat is on the back of my body. It's not on the front. Like I'm not <coughs> fat in the front. I'm fat in the back. So I thought to myself in theory, I put that fat there to protect myself from my past, right? Emotionally. Mm. So there's part of my past I'm either holding on to or I, I haven't processed through that's like trauma-based that keeps me protecting myself from my past. So I'm going to approach this workout as I'd like to release whatever that is that's having me hold fat on my back because it's in a very, it's the back of my arms. It's not the front, front, super lean, back's fat. It's back like my bra area all the way down to my waist is where I carry weight. So of course, somebody's listening going, no, that's just your genetics. Okay, I believe that too. My grandmother was shaped like a complete apple. So yes, I understand that. But well, I also two believe truths can be I think yeah. so too. Yeah. I think there's two a metaphysical piece to it. Mm -hmm. There's the piece where I'm eating toast every day <laughs> and that's science. And then there's the metaphysical piece where I go, Well, this is where I'm creating my quote illness, even though I'm not ill. You know, holding on excess weight. And I don't mean like I need to be like Kathy with zero percent body fat. Just that it needs to be at an appropriate place for me. And I don't think it's at an appropriate place. So so I started working out with this guy. And um, I've been crying a lot <laughs> in my workouts because I went approached it from this place mm. of mind, body, spirit. Not just let's get a sweat on and burn some fat, right? And maybe cheat in the process. And maybe cheat. I don't cheat. I don't cheat. I, I told him that the first day. I don't pay somebody to half-ass something. I have an integral problem with that. So if I'm coming to you, I want to do it all. And if I, I'm not going to quit or give up, I don't do it like that. It's been really hard. But um, I've lost four pounds. Nice. Which is good. good. I'm super proud of that. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I started with him right after Christmas. So what's that been? Almost a month? Almost three weeks. Three weeks. So yeah. I've lost four pounds in a month. That's, That's pretty cool. good. Yeah. That so is I'm happy great. with it. Wow. So anyway, I thought I'd share that. I was very proud of that. I'm, I was proud that I came up with that 
uh, plan for myself, you know, because I don't think you're ever finished, especially when you have some kind of trauma-based background, you're just never finished. So as soon as you get something opened up, something else kind of emerges. And I think, you know, I talked about this on a previous, previous podcast. My, I had a, my, um, my grandmother was shown my podcast by my mother, allegedly. I don't know this as a fact, but I was kind of led to believe that. And now my grandmother has like removed all evidence of my family from her house because I have uh, gone against my mother, <sighs> not listening to what I was saying and that perhaps what my mother did was bad, but that I'm bad for talking about my mom. So I think that one piece made me go, I think I can step out of the past entirely. I think I can stop eating toast for breakfast and be okay with that because I think I can, I think I can leave it behind. So I think that one thing was a real gift, you know, for me to go, you're holding on to something, but why? Why? There's no reason to hold on to the hope that I have a, a clean relationship with anybody in her and my mom's family because it's not possible. So maybe I'll just walk on, burn the fat off my back, <laughs> do a I'm 50 swimsuit calendar. <laughs> <laughs> and call it a day. I don't know. Anyway. I like it. You like it? Yeah, I like it a lot. I did um, the, this, these meditations that I do. Um, my um, teacher, Jessica Snow, it's Jessica Snow Meditation, jessicasnow.com. Well, anyway, something whatever, like something like that. She has a whole bunch of meditations, but she did this thing in January. She has these free meditations, a 10-day process. And one of the days was called leaving. And these are just really short, like 10 minute meditations. And the leaving meditation was supposed to be done while you were going for a walk. And I guess, or before you go on a walk, you, you're listening the, the beginning. These are all guided. So she walks you through everything and you're supposed to think of something that you want to leave in the past. Oh. And then you literally go for a walk leave and you walk it. away from it. And she walks you through this and it was it was so powerful and it's very similar to what yeah. you're saying about that. That's yeah. very powerful. That's really cool. And so do you, you listen to the meditation while you're walking? Yeah. I just put in my headphones and my AirPods and went for a walk. And it was really good. And I want to repeat that one. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Did you go home and make a list? These are the things I'd like to leave behind. <laughs> I didn't make a list, but it was just like the first thing that popped into my head yeah. uh -huh. and was like, okay. But I thought, oh, this could be done hundred times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Once a week. Yeah. <laughs> Just a flush. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's really cool. That's really cool. Do you ever think about stuff like that, Kathy? Uh, sometimes. I mean, I don't meditate, but that's very cool. Yeah. Like I like I would try that, but I, you know, like meditation hasn't really. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I would yeah. love the link. Yeah. I can put it on my website because when I got into, I really was intrigued by meditation, but I'm like, oh, I can't sit there. I, I can't. Yeah. sit here yeah, and do something, exactly. you know, our minds are racing and right. whatever. But Jessica helped me to realize that for one, everybody's minds are racing. We all think that it's mm -hmm. just us, no. that it's like, mm -hmm. no, no, my mind is a little cr crazier, busier. You guys, you know, this person seems like she'd be, right. be able to meditate, but everybody is like that, including the meditation teacher. Right. She's like, I'm, I'm making a laundry list too. Like, right. and, and then I have to stop myself. The whole point of it, it's yeah. practice. Like mm -hmm. all things are a practice in just and it's not about going, oh, damn you for making a laundry list. It's like, oh, I'm not present right now. 
It's, right. it's just like it's just to remind you so that when you're fighting with your kids, if before things get too heated, you can go, oh, I'm getting caught up in the anger right now mm-hmm. or whatever. Like in and and sh- I like that she walks you through it all because her she's got a great voice, but she's also talking about things that like, OK, this is what I need to do next instead of me having a conversation with myself. It's following that. And um, yeah. Well, you need a teacher initially, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Well, teachers are really important, uh, I think, in life. I've had so many teachers in life. And I, when I have a period of time where I don't have a teacher, like because you're not learning anything, I don't feel like I have a lot of growth. You know, a teacher could be anything. It could be like your trainer. Well, like a trainer. Teacher, yeah, yeah, exactly. It could be a trainer. I mean, my therapist has always been a teacher, mm-hmm. but um, Scott was a teacher. Um, yeah, I, my, my growth stunts if I don't have a teacher. And I wonder why, because I'm a pretty resourceful, self-motivated person, but I don't know, that teacher gives me that extra kick in the butt. Do you have any spiritual stuff that you do, Kathy? Um... Besides cook for high holidays. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's not super spiritual. <laughs> <laughs> well, sort of. You're celebrating something religious, maybe. I guess. Well, technically. I technically. Um, do I have anything spiritual? Not really. Not that I can think of off the top of my head. Um, like I think there's nothing that happens on a regular basis. Right. Like things come and go or whatever or like. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how to answer that. You look really pretty today, by the way. You do. Oh, yeah, you that's do. a very pretty thanks. color blue. It really oh, makes thanks. your eyes pop. It is. This is my uh, my scarf stealing scarf. Yes. I'm very happy. Oh, nice. So that I bought. Well. I bought. Yeah, right? I bought and brought it to the party. And yeah, when they pulled right. out, Kathy went, "Oh, oh that's scarf." It's <laughs> like yes. Somebody like that's true. I forgot you bought yeah, this. I yeah, did. Yeah, yeah. I well, thank scarf. you very much. Sure. And nobody <laughs> could steal that from you because it matches your eyes perfectly. Exactly. So, yeah. No, you know what? Would. The funny thing is, there were two of these at the yes, party. There were. There was someone else who had one too. So mm. I was going to steal from someone. <laughs> <laughs> she was going home with it, one way or the other. <laughs> that party is so fun. That's really fun. So, no yeah. spiritual stuff on a regular basis. Not on a regular basis, I don't think. Like, no, I don't really hmm. either. I don't have a practice like meditation. Um, I mean, I do. I mean, I guess I don't know how spiritual it is, but I know that I'm not nearly as grounded when I don't like when I'm not outside walking uh-huh. or like when I'm not outside. Uh-huh. Like yeah. I need to be, whether it's the ocean or hiking or whatever, like I definitely need that in my life for right. whatever. Nature. Yeah. Yeah. Nature. So, that na- being in nature, I think, is a spiritual yeah, practice. Absolutely. Like it just clears your head and that's where a lot of thinking happens and whatever. I don't know how spiritual that is necessarily. Sometimes it feels like it is. Sometimes mm-hmm. not at all. But it's definitely it, self-care. A hundred percent. Yeah. Definitely self-care. Yeah. I think that sitting on the couch in the morning before anybody else is awake with the dogs <laughs> <laughs> and ideally the cat as well um, is like my spiritual time. Is it? I just feel like, oh, this is life. Life is good. Yeah. Um, That's cool. I don't feel like I have enough of that. Yeah. I feel like it comes in bits and pieces where like all of a sudden you're like, oh, this is, this is where I feel good. Mm-hmm. You know? Yep. But it's not necessarily something I like go practice. Right. And you don't every day get up and, and do what, like sit on the couch. Right. <laughs> right. <I know. laughs> Which sounds amazing. Do you I do know, that every right? day? 
Um, no, in a perfect world, I do. Like when life is running really smoothly and I got up exactly on time and I yeah. set up the lunches the night before and, yeah. you know, I just need to. D- 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 but so um, two days a year. Yeah. <laughs> I, I did this morning and actually I saw and I saw the sun rise Aww, just out my window. Nice. It was really pretty. It yeah. was really like red and pink. It was um, pretty yeah. this morning. I was up there too, uh, <laughs> not involuntarily, getting people ready for school. I was not happy, but I'm not a morning person. I'm a night person, um, for sure. Um, so I feel like every day I am drowning in stuff to do. Do you guys feel that way? Hundred percent. A hundred percent. Yeah. I feel like it's not even that I have so much to do. I feel like stuff just keeps getting thrown at me. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like I'm in the middle. I'm in my groove. I'm doing whatever. And then all of a sudden it's like, hey, I need this to happen. Or, hey, this has to happen. Or like all of a sudden I turn around and nobody has cleaned anything in the house. And mm-hmm. it's like a disaster. And now it all falls on me. Mm-hmm. Or like whatever. I just feel like every time I turn around, there's something else that like I now am supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't start out that way. But yes. Is that how you feel? Yeah, kind of. Um, I was talking to Richard yesterday. He's been um, working from home this week. Their, uh, the show that he was working on, their offices closed, but they everybody still had another week of wrap. So he's been working from home and um, I just made some offhand comment about how, oh, I've got nothing accomplished this week. And he was like, excuse me. And he seemed like personally offended <laughs> by it. And I was like, what? I didn't say anything about you. What, why are you so upset about this? And he said, it, it's not about whether it's about me, but he's like, look at all that you accomplished this week. He said, why? Why do you come at it from the perspective of all mm. you haven't accomplished? Mm. He said, I've seen you do a ton this week. So, you know, why? And it's something to meditate on. <laughs> <laughs> do you think? Do you think she has a meditation for 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 uh, yeah. my to do list is never done? <laughs> I think so. I think or negative thinking might. or negative thinking. Yeah, but yeah. is it negative? I, I guess it is negative thinking because I guess you're looking at what's left on your to do right. list. It's looking glass of- half empty right. instead of right. glass half full. And and it's true. When he said that, it did flip a switch and went, oh yeah. I did all these things and because he was working from home, we were able to go on two hikes together, Ah. which is amazing. I haven't been on two hikes in a week in, you know, since the last time we went camping with the Girl Scouts, you know? (laughs) Um, So it did flip a switch and make me go, oh, that's right. I did A, B, C, D, E, F, G. I just didn't do H, I, J, K, L, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, The problem I have in my house is that I feel like I... I do a long list of things in so many different arenas. And by the end of the day, my brain is like, I've thought about the new house we've bought, our kids' schedule, softball, piano, tennis. Uh, I've done laundry. I've done the dishes. I've um, ordered T-shirts for the tour. I've had a conference call about something else going on for Bert. I've planned a podcast. Like, There's so many different things that happen in the course of one day that by the end of the day, I feel really exhausted and I feel really bad to feel exhausted because Bert Kreischer works harder than anybody I've ever known. And when he comes home at the end of the day, for me to be like, oh my God, I'm so tired. I feel really bad. So I, I try not to, to say anything about it. But like last night, he's telling me about his day and I'm literally nodding off in the middle of the con. I'm literally going, <laughs> uh, 
What was that? Uh, what? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I heard the last two sentences, but not the one after that. So will you say that one more time? And finally, I was like, I got to go to bed. It's 930. But Leanne, I, I feel bed. like you're doing what I was doing because, yes, Bert is in- incredibly hard worker. He yeah. works cr- like crazy amount. But so do you. Like, yes, so do you. But I also it's feel just like that I feel like you're not really putting some of the work things like, yes, he does all this work on his career and you're doing all these things both for his career, but also for your children and your household and your podcast. And you just have. I think that's the part that's harder is that it's it's pulled in more directions. Right. Like, I feel like yeah. for me anyway, like whenever I'm in the groove of something and then I get pulled away, mm-hmm. like that's far more exhausting it is. than just having the long laundry list of things to do. It it's is the like unfocused, like, oh, go do this now. Go do that. Go pick up this. Go whatever. Like that is harder. And I feel like that is probably more of your day. Totally. It is more of my day. Yeah. That's exactly That's right. Yesterday, exhausting. Yesterday I was like, okay, my goal for the day is uh, we're shipping all the tour bus contents. Like with the tour bus, they don't provide um, plates or, or um, Bert likes a certain comforter or any toiletries. They, they don't provide towels. They just provide, they'll provide linens for the bed. Um, but that's pretty much it. So we have to, we have to provide everything else. And I've been, you know, carrying it out to the bus. And I was like, why am I doing that? I should just ship it to my dad who lives two hours from the bus and he's taking the smoker there anyway. So I'll pull everything out, box it and ship it. Cause they're in like plastic tubs, box it and ship it to my dad. It took me two full days to pack four boxes and not because it was hard to pack. All I had to do was take it out of one box into another box and tape it. It's because I kept getting pulled away from, I mean, it took me one whole day to pack one box. But that's like <laughs> mentally exhausting. It's yeah. so you know what exhausting. I mean? Because you're like, it's still yes. on your list of things to do and you keep going back to it and yes. then not like it's. And yeah. then my ha- the entry of my house <laughs> is boxes and shit everywhere and a dog digging shit out of the box and dragging it. And I'm like, Wait, there's a tripod in the toilet? How'd that happen? Izzy! It was two days it took me to do those boxes. And I was like, and my plan also was to have them boxed and at UPS store yesterday. Clearly that didn't happen. They're still in the entryway of my house. And then I was like, okay, then tomorrow. And I go, well, they don't open until our podcast starts. And now I have a podcast and I have a mammogram. So, and I have to get it there. Okay, so I guess I'll, I'll, as soon as the podcast is over, Take those boxes to UPS and be done. But that stuff is the most yeah. mentally exhausting yeah. stuff for me That's is I mean. when you have your to-do list and you're like, okay, I've done all these things except for they're not complete. Right. Yeah. And so you can't check them off That's right. of your list. It's That That's is exhausting. I mean. It is it's exhausting. so exhausting. It is. The, to juxtapose it, I worked full time uh, when I had kids. And so I'm sure people listening are like, you should have a full time job and handle all that you're talking about. I did for a long time and I could get it done more efficiently because I could take those boxes to my office, call UPS and have them pick it up. Right. Or I could have taken the boxes to my office and on my lunch hour, it took me probably a total of 40 minutes to pack those boxes, but it took me two days because I don't, I don't have that focused attention. So I remember when I was working in the office that I could, I, everything was compartmentalized. So when I was at the office, I worked. And then when I went home, I, I was at home and I did home stuff, but I don't have that luxury now. Everything is all blended and I don't have an office. 
I, I don't even have a desk. Everybody dumps all their crap on my desk. It's like the dump <laughs> spot. So I, I think that makes it harder for people listening mm-hmm. who have a job, like a, a nine to five type job. I definitely have a job, but it's not a nine to five type job. And it's not to diminish mm-hmm. a nine to five no. job because no. that is uh, has completely different challenges. Oh, totally. And, but it's just freaking hard to it's get really it all done. Both of them are hard in different ways. Yeah. I think right. both because I remember getting off work going, I seriously have to go to the grocery store. It's five o'clock. I just want to go home. I just want to go home. And they'd have to go to the grocery store because I have nothing. This was before Instacart, you know, <laughs> <laughs> where I could just go boop, 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 meet you at home. But yeah, that was hard too. You're right. It has a whole different host of challenges. But I think sometimes that was easier. It was easier because I had this space where I couldn't couldn't be interrupted. Not really. I mean, yeah, could, there were more obviously. boundaries. There, there were more boundaries yeah. because you can't be working on your own stuff when yeah, you're when at you're, a job. Right. Yeah. The dryer doesn't buzz. Yeah. Right, while you're, you know, so you I don't did have laundry the puppy on there. Tuesday. <laughs> I folded it last night. It's just been sitting in hampers. I was like, I'm just going to wash dry and sit in a hamper. Wash dry, sit in a hamper. And I was hoping Sylvia, my cleaning lady, would fold it for me. And she did not. (laughs) So I folded it last night at 9 o'clock. So, um, well, I just had a brain fart. What else should we talk about, ladies? What about, um, you obviously have a big New Year's goal, which is that you started with the trainer and the metaphysical stuff in the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, do you have anything New Year's y? You know what? That's funny. I was thinking about that. Um, I haven't really made any New Year's resolutions yet. Um, although Stephen and I are going to lunch today um, oh, nice. to sit down and discuss. I mean, want to have lunch because I haven't had lunch with my husband in forever. Um, but to sort of discuss like our life. Oh, you're having a summit. We are having a summit. Yeah. Like our financial, like there's a lot of stuff happening with this company right now and everything. Like what is, what are we doing with our life? What is our plan? That's exciting. Great. It is very exciting because we never get this. And every night he comes home and he's exhausted. And on the weekends, like we're remodeling some piece of something in our house. You know what I mean? So like, we just don't have time or we're too tired. So I'm excited to have an adult conversation yeah. um, that actually matters and whatnot. So that's, I awesome. feel like today is sort of like, what is our plan? What does that mean for me? What does that mean for him, us, the Fromkins in general, like whatever. So yeah, I haven't really made anything yet. Um, I did sit down actually and write that out. We had a whole conversation about this baking thing. Um, and sort of like, what are your goals for this year, three years, five years? Like, how do you sp- see this going? Um, so we, of course I wrote it out like two weeks ago and we have not had a conversation about it, but it's still that's you know, baby big. steps. So that is big. Maybe. Uh, and you know, yeah. Bert and I do that. We call it the summit where yeah. we go, we need to have a summit and it doesn't usually happen over lunch. It usually happens right. like when the kids are in bed and we're like on this night, we're going to sit down and talk about everything. Yeah. It's so helpful, I think, as a couple yeah. because you can, we make it a safe space to talk about anything. I don't like the way we're arguing. Yeah. Why do we have this shitty gardener? You know, just whatever to get it all on the table because a marriage is kind of like a partnership. I mean, a business yeah. partnership as mm-hmm. well as a romantic and a spiritual partnership. It's a business partnership. Yeah, it's Chrysler Inc. It is. Yeah. It, right is. Inc. Yeah. Yeah. it is. So that's really awesome. Yeah, I'm ex- I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Let's see if he actually gets out of work. 
He will. He, yeah, he will. That's why you dressed fine. up, Kathy. Now I understand. You have a date with your husband. No, they happen on the way over here. Oh, okay. Yeah, of course, he does this all the time. He calls me and I'm like, I'm about to walk into a podcast. And then he tells me this like giant, like earth shattering <laughs> something that he's yeah. just like, I've just discovered that whatever has happened and I need therapy or whatever. Like, I don't <laughs> really know what it is, right? And I'm like, gotta go. Bye. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he always does that. And I'm like, I feel like such an ass because I can't talk to you right now. And it's clearly big and important for you. And I don't know I'll what you're talking you about. It never happens to me. <laughs> Are you kidding? <laughs> You what? You have a life. <laughs> Your life is supposed to be for me. Yeah, yeah this happens to me a lot too. But right, he just ahead. has the worst timing. I feel so yeah. bad. Like, I'm terrible. I'm so upset. I'm like cooking dinner. Bye. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Love you. But yeah, Bert FaceTimes anyway. me at dinner time every oh. day. Or I'm like, dude, I'm in the middle. I cook dinner. Every day, same time of day. Why you Facetime me? What am I supposed to do? I can't read a recipe and watch you, and or even if I don't need a recipe, just watch what I'm doing. I'll end up cutting my thumb off, Facetiming with you. Yeah. Well, I guess you just don't want to talk right now. Ugh. Yeah, I'm cooking dinner. I can't talk right now. Yeah, we have children. They need the to same eat. Thing. Yeah, right. <laughs> like four o'clock is that witching hour. We're literally walking in the door. The kids are cranky and yeah. hungry and whatever. They want snacks, whatever. He's like, "Hey, what's going on?" <laughs> Same fucking thing as every day. And this is a bad time to call. Can you get yeah. the memo, please? No. Right. Do you and Richard do anything like that? Like a summit? Yeah. You yeah. Do? And actually, we're talking about, um, so his job ends, today's the last day of his working at home. And he he works freelance. So the next show that he's on doesn't start for another month. Mm-hmm. And he's going to, he's looking to day play, but he's technically off of work next week so yeah we have some plans to hike some more and (laughs) talk some more Uh, that's good yeah it's good that is good yeah um that's really cool i love Mm -hmm. those summits we haven't had one in a long time they're so helpful they are but uh, the problem with the evolution of my role in bert's career uh happened kind of slowly and so i feel like i'm in so many business meetings with him that we don't even think about having a personal business meeting because mm-hmm. we're in business meeting all the time. We've had two this week. We have one right. next week and I'm on every conference call. Yes, and but every- Bert Inc. Yeah. is different than Kreischer Inc. It is. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. But we're like, oh, we just had a meeting. Never mind. Yeah. I don't know. What do we need to talk about? We already know everything that's going on, but we don't really. Right. Yeah. So we need to have one. We haven't had one in a while. We forgot our anniversary this year. <laughs> we totally <laughs> forgot it. When is your anniversary? December 27th. Oh, well. And then I, on December 1st, I was like, hey, wait a minute. January we missed 1st. Our, January You're 1st. like, wait a minute. We had an anniversary. Oops. <laughs> Happy anniversary. <laughs> let's let's cook prime rib and eat at 1030 at night because you have bad timing on when to put it in the oven. But um, <laughs> so no New Year's resolutions, but maybe after this summit, you'll have some, you think? Probably. Yeah. That's good. Have you always, have you guys always done New Year's resolutions? I, I live for that shit. You I, do? I, yeah. I live oh, for it. Funny. You do. And Honestly, like I, I'm not a fan of New Year's. It freaks me out to be out somewhere and then driving home when there are drunk drivers. Yeah, yeah. There are drunk drivers every night. Yeah. It's just that, you know. A little more intense on New Year's. Yeah. New yeah. Year's Eve, like the point of it is to drink kind of. And but the point of it for me is to write out my resolutions <laughs> and goals and really get into a deep dive of that. And having kids has really put a 
cramped my style in terms of uh, resolution making and that because, you know, they need to eat. And so me starting January 1st by going on a blissful hike and, you know, addressing all these things on my list is never going to really happen. But I, um, I did things completely differently this year. Last year, I did like a 19 for 2019. But then in addition, I also did a 19 for 2019 for my sewing. For your sewing? 19 resolutions? And, yeah. Holy and, shit. Really? Yeah. And lot. how do you keep up with that? Money? I know. Well, no, it's so here's the thing. I so I looked over. I d- had uh, did an analysis of what I accomplished last year and what I didn't. So I believe item number one on my 19 for 2019 was to write a novel. Did I do that? No. I did not. However, I think I did just about everything else on that list. And the sewing stuff, I like I made like 58 Jeez. items of clothing. And I I also have not bought clothing for myself in two years. Wow. So that I'm, when I make something like that's, you know, anyway. Um, but crazy. perhaps the sewing is prohibiting the novel. Oh, well, that's exactly, that's exactly the realization that I had. So when I was making my 20 for 2020, I had a total realization that I was like, you know what? I am going to do these things. I like to sew. I like to read. When I make goals for these things, it's, it's ridiculous because I'm going to do it anyway. You know, I like dessert. I like to do it. It's like just adding stuff to your to-do list that like doesn't really need to be on there because it's happening anyway. It's going to happen anyway. It's like, I don't need to like, that's why I challenge myself to do more of it because I'm going to do as much of it as I can. Yeah. And same thing with like doing fun things with the kids or spending family time. Like we, that like, we're all about family time. Like we do that way more in, you know, than, it doesn't need to be on the to-do list. Right. And so I made one goal for this year. Wow. And that is nice. to write the novel. Nice. That is the only thing. And to that end, I have written. So my goal for January was to just get into the practice of writing every day. So I have written every day this month so far. It's only, what is it? The 17th. Yeah. It's still 17, 17 days, days from that's zero. Great. That's awesome. I've done that every single day. And so sometimes it's like opening. It's not like I'm not writing my novel right now. Mm -hmm. I've opened like a couple of different documents on um, uh, the the middle school has a a fundraiser where I participated last year where I wrote a story about parenting. So Mm -hmm. it's a bunch of parents performing about parenting. So, you know, Mm -hmm. if Bert was in it, he'd do stand up about parenting. If, you know, whatever, like a songwriter sings a song about it. And um, I told a story about Vivian being in the NICU um, last year. So a couple of my days have been writing potential things for this year's fundraiser. And then some of them have been just, you know, starting a story here, starting whatever. Um, But this month I'm getting into the practice and then I'm also going to outline. And then February 1st, it's all novel work. Go time. Yeah. Yay. Good for you. That's awesome. That's exciting. Yeah. But it's the first year that I haven't made like multiple right. multiple goals 19? and it's like yeah <laughs> 19's more than multiple i know right 19 How is a truckload 19 that's a lot it's fun to think about them though it's like because yeah, it, it does fun, yeah. like it's creative and it you know just... i think i'm gonna do that so i've never made resolutions like, ever you're also super uh like once you write it down then it's gonna get done yeah that's interesting yes. bird's that very, way too yeah when he writes a goal down it happens and he you wouldn't think you wouldn't think so from him. 
I mean, the guy can't even put his underwear in the drawer. But he, if he, he does it every year on his birthday. He takes himself to lunch and he writes his goals for the year and he accomplishes them. Every single one. I mean, he's on the tour bus, now the second round, second tour on a tour bus. And I said, remember when you wrote that on your goals? Now, it wasn't a year, you know, he didn't write it and it happened within that calendar year, but it mm-hmm. always happens at some point. Because so, he's taking right. steps towards that. So Yes. Yeah. And I think metaphysically that you manifest it when you write it in that way in a manifesto, right? You're like, this is what I want. Mm-hmm. This is where I'm going. Now, I don't do that for myself. So maybe I should make some resolutions with my pretty notebook that Kirsten gave me for right. my birthday. Um, <laughs> and then we'll go out to our lunch for to discuss <laughs> your writing goals. Yes. Well, I think the first goal I have is I want to publish my Bible, but I don't, Bert doesn't want me to publish it like publicly. He's like, I think you shouldn't do that. But I want to make them for our kids for when they graduate high school Mm -hmm. so I can give your kids and your kids and, you know, all the kids that mean something to me that and say, this is what I have compiled from age 26 to now. Maybe it'll help you sometimes if you're feeling lonely or if you're feeling lost or there's maybe there's something in here you that will help you. So I want to do that for that reason. That is a great goal. And I I know that's a big expense and a lot of work to to, to not have, you know, I would publish it and just sell it for anybody who wanted that information because I think it should be shared. But Bert's for whatever reason, Bert's like, I don't think you should do that. I think you should not do that. So. All right. But I really do want well, to do that. I mean, so if you take the first goal. step, you could always take the second one later if you so chose to. Yeah. You know what I yeah, mean? Or change true, it to, or to change have, it. A, have yeah. a public and a private version. That's true. That's right. true. So maybe that'll be on my list because I've been saying that for two years. You have. Yeah. But well, I've got two years published. left. And yeah, and you're I getting close you for Georgia. Yeah. 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 Fuck. Two and a half years. Yeah. She got junior, senior and half her sophomore. Oh, yeah. Oh, so I got two and a half years. I know. Thank God. Thank God. I just had a panic attack right there. But there's so many girls that I was like, I would give it to all of our girls in the Girl Scout troop. I would Mm -hmm. give it to, you know, all of my girls' closest friends and then all the kids that I I feel close to or or appreciate or love. That is a lovely, lovely idea. Oh, thank you. I'll put that on my list. I think I'll do that. Maybe today when I'm sitting in a hospital gown, freezing my ass off, I'll take a notebook and write my here's resolutions. I've never been a resolution. I've never yeah. been a goal setter like that. I'm just a taskmaster. I'm a list maker. Yeah, but, the, but in a way, your lists end up as... They're all short-term. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. They're all short-term. They're all sprinter, as Halston just said. They're just like, how do I get this shit done? Um. Yes, you're a marathon runner. That's true. Yeah. Sprinter. I am a sprinter, which is not always good. <laughs> we used to always go, and I don't know why we stopped doing this. I'm not sure what happened, but every New Year's Day, we used to go as a family to the beach. Like, that's where I find the most spiritual connection or whatever. And nobody's ever at the freaking beach January 1st because it's fucking cold. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's so awesome. Yeah. And I'm bummed that we didn't go this year. Was this I mean, the first year you didn't go? No, it was not the first year. But this is the first year I was really bummed about mm-hmm. it. Like, we used to go really consistently, especially when the kids were little, because it was easy. Um, but this year, I felt like I needed or wanted to go, and we didn't. And, you know, maybe it's just because I haven't been in a while. But I feel like that's sort of when that stuff 
presents itself. Mm-hmm. Like that's when I think about it and whatnot. Cause I'm not super great about writing them down or thinking long-term. Right. Um, and they're always like, I kind of feel like they're stupid goals. Like, Oh, I'm going to eat better or I'm going to read more books or whatever. And you're like, whatever, like that's <laughs> either going to happen or it's not going to happen. Right, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. It's not like a real goal, right. so to speak. So it's a, it's a minor goal. Maybe. Right. It's a, one of those things yeah. that's like in the back of your head that you know you should do that, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Eat better. Yeah. Boy, exactly. I'm eating better. This guy, oh, it's killing me. I can eat <laughs> protein and greens, protein and greens. And I'm like, oh my God, Ugh. protein and greens. I'm tired of greens and I'm tired of protein. How about a carb? He's no carbs. No carbs. It makes oh, me sad. Yes. Yeah. I can't no carbs forever. But, and right. he says it's not no carbs forever. He said it's no carbs. He was like, you don't, he, he made me journal what I was eating. And I read my journal and said, you are not overeating, really. I mean, like when you go to a party, you're overeating. But like on your day to day, you're not overeating. So your body doesn't like something that you're eating. So let's figure out what it doesn't like. Does it not like dairy? Does it not like grain? Does it not like fruit? What does it not like? It's not processing something. So let's eliminate everything but protein and grains. And then we'll add something and see how it affects your digestion and your weight loss and and just go from there and we'll start adding and adding until we figure out what your body doesn't like um but the denial of everything in the meantime is not very pleasant (laughs) i don't like Mm it i don't like it at all yeah that sucks it does suck but whatever it's just it's short term it's short term and you know i it's short term yeah that's it it's all for good to be Mm -hmm. healthier person i guess isn't that what we're all doing in every arena trying to be a healthier mm-hmm. person i think so maybe i think that's the goal right speaking of a healthier person i think we should plan a girl's trip what do you think about that <laughs> i'm in are you in <laughs> i was like mentally that's great <laughs> somewhere is it somewhere we drive to or do we go to somewhere like cabo what do you think i mean no i'm cabo? all about the beach <laughs> you're all about the beach you can't swim in cabo though i don't care i don't need the, to the current What's the current there? There's some current there that, that drags you out to sea. You can't swim in Cabo. Mm, don't know. But I don't know either. We're in parts of Cabo anyway. I could use a girl's trip. Yeah. Anyway. That would be fun. That would be very fun. It would be very fun. Yeah. It seems undoable, doesn't it? Just too many. It does feel, yeah. Although you have a husband for the next month that's off. So you could go know, sometime right? the next month. Theoretically. <laughs> well... <laughs> Theoretically, but the problem is he's, he might not be like, yeah, it'll yeah. change you on just a dime. Know. Yeah. 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 Makes it hard, doesn't it? Yeah. I'm on the cusp of, I'm on the cusp of having a kid old enough to leave alone, right? Georgia's almost there. She's almost 16, yeah. but I can't really leave them until she can drive. Right. That's like. the problem, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because even if they can stay home alone. Yeah. I can't drive. They can't. How do they get to school? Yeah. Yeah. Or how they get to the hospital. If somebody cuts yeah. themselves and you don't need 911, but you definitely need stitches. Right. Well, how do you get to the hospital? That's the yeah. thing I think of too. It's like when we went out, we went out for a big uh, group outing last Saturday night and we were at the forum. So I was like, it's just too long to leave them by themselves that far away with everybody in our circle with me. <laughs> There's mm-hmm. no one to call right. to say, hey, could you take me to the doctor? <laughs> I mean, Nobody that would be sober at that time of night <laughs> on a Saturday night. There are people around here in the neighborhood, but I don't know that they would be sober. Um, so we hired a sitter and I felt so stupid texting her. I was like, so 
I need a teen sitter. Which <laughs> is a little different than a babysitter. You guys can go play putt-putt golf. You can go, you know, to the movie. Do whatever you want. You don't have to stay right. home. There's no bedtime, yeah. but... We don't really need supervision. No. But. We just need a driver. We need a warm body that can drive. But they had a great time. They went out with their old babysitter from when they were really little. Oh. Yeah, they had a great time. It's cute. What else should we talk about, ladies? This is a free-form, like, combo. <laughs> I had no topic today. I hope it's not boring to everybody who's listening. <laughs> I don't think we're boring. I well, it must not. be a boring oh. one because that's my theory, right? I'm like on all the boring ones. What? You are not on <laughs> all the boring ones. Theory? Listen, <laughs> negative Nelly. Too, by the way. <laughs> no, that's not true. Okay, so here's what Bert has planned. I think Kathy knows this. Bert has decided that the three of us, plus Sandy and Jeannie Turbo, need oh, to go God. on a live podcast tour. On one of the weeks that the Birdie Boy tour bus is dark, he wants us all to get on the Birdie Boy tour bus and go to Philly, D.C., and Atlanta to do three live podcasts. <laughs> and he's already called his agent to book venues without asking me if this is anything I would be interested in or any of you could go. <laughs> oh God. But he's determined because he thinks it would be the best girls trip ever to have all of us on a bus. <laughs> And live podcast. I was like, what would we talk about in a live podcast? I don't even know what that would be. I have no idea. So he's talked about it publicly now. And I'm yeah. getting all these emails saying, I would bring four friends. I would bring eight that's friends. Hysterical. I would bring so many friends. Please come to Atlanta. Please come to DC. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. <laughs> so would you do something like that? I know Kathy would. I could talk her I into mean, anything. Well, I, I totally <laughs> would if I would. <laughs> Depending on when it is, but yeah, I totally would. And and Sandy, we just get a fishing rod with a bottle of wine. I was just going to say, Sandy on, will never show up for the actual podcast. Yeah, she'll be on the bus. Right, she'll be but. on the bus. And Jeannie would go. <laughs> yeah, he was like, the five yeah. of you should just go. And then you have like a panel and people are going to ask you questions. You just have a conversation. Oh my God, and I that's was like, so funny. That's, isn't that funny? That's hysterical. <laughs> it's very flattering that he thinks that that people would actually come. Yeah, I feel like people, people would go would. to that's, see you. But yeah. no, that's not true. Yeah, I don't do point. this podcast by myself. It's not by myself. No, but you're still the anchor. That's the whole point. Well, I know it's my podcast. Yeah. But you don't think they come out to see my regulars? <laughs> no, they're there. At least see five you. regulars that rotate through this joint. You're my most regular regular. <laughs> the regular regular. <laughs> you're probably my second most regular I'm regular. I'm like Metamucil. <laughs> I think you're regular. <laughs> you are my regular regular. Oh, is that Kathy's Aww. new nickname? Metamucil. Awesome. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but would you do something like that yeah i would totally do something like it'd that. be fun yeah. wouldn't it yeah all right minus the live podcast minus the live podcast. <laughs> maybe that's what we do we just girls trip on the bus with ron oh god <laughs> ron the bus driver ron the bus driver is the nicest guy he is so so sweet he is so concerned with taking care of bert um but he he really enjoys being on that tour he has a great time on the tour. And the bus driver we had before basically was like, okay, see you in eight hours. Never saw or heard from him. And Ron really, I think, feels like he's almost part of the show. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, he's really cool. So we'd have Ron to take care of us. <laughs> I don't know. It might be fun. Okay. Okay. 
<laughs> yeah. I'm totally down for it if I can do it work-wise. If yeah, it works yeah. with the work schedule, I would 100% do it. It would be really fun. Yeah. I think it would be really fun. It would be hard to get all five of us to have our kids organized and taken care of and handled for... It could happen. You know, the three. He said, he said, he's, I mean, this is how much you planned it. We fly into Philly and do a Thursday night in Philly, a Friday night in D.C., and a Saturday night in Atlanta and come home Sunday. So you'd only be missing oh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, oh. Sunday. Oh, yeah. I so mean, you'd be missing two days of school. Two, right. Two days of not school. Weekend is not. Like a four day. Oh, totally. That right. actually sounds a little more reasonable. Yeah. D- no, that's not what well, I was hearing in the first place. I was hearing like a <laughs> no, whole you said week. A week. No, yeah. yeah. Well, week a week in my brain is Thursday, Friday, Saturday, yeah. Sunday. That's how his weeks work. Sorry. <laughs> Tour lingo. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It'll be fun. Maybe we'll maybe oh we'll think God. about it. <laughs> Watch, we'll show up in Philly and there'll be eight people. The eight <laughs> totally. people who said, I'll I'll bring eight friends. <laughs> hey guys, why don't you come on stage with us? <laughs> Let's just talk about whatever. <laughs> oh, it would be fun. That's funny. It'd be a fun girl uh, girls weekend on wheels. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you know what? If there were eight people, that would be probably more than our one live podcast <laughs> that we did. Remember? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think there were there were more than eight people. Just not more than eight people. I think there were nine. (laughs) Twelve people. Like there were. (laughs) There were definitely more than eight. A lot more than eight. More than eight, less than (laughs) ten. Somewhere in that range. I was so excited about that, too. I was so excited. We got there. I was like, oh, (laughs) I used to rehearse in this theater. (laughs) I know exactly where we are. Oh, this is tiny. It was fun, though. It was really fun. (laughs) I had a good time. What did we talk about there? We talked about our. Odd job, our oh, weird odd job. Jobs. Oh, that's, that's right. right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Odd jobs. I forgot about that. So this morning I was trying to brainstorm <laughs> about a topic because I, I like to come in with at least some direction and I was just com- falling flat. I've been having, for li- people listening, I've been having a really hard time booking guests for the podcast. I have topics and I have people and everybody's schedule is not working. So I've been working so hard with no end result. And I got really frustrated. So I was like, I'm just going to push pause because this should not be frustrating. Clearly, everybody's too busy. And I work really hard to bank a bunch of episodes so this doesn't happen. But I was out of my bank. So um, just bad timing, everybody's. And it's hard to ask somebody, hey, can you for free come and sit at my house for two hours and talk and get absolutely no benefit out of it except the conversation? That's a big ask. So I kept going, what can we talk about today? Maybe we'll just have a hang and we'll we'll just see where it goes, which is kind of what we did. But the one thing I did say to Bert, I was like, I wonder if it would be interesting to have maybe as one of my episodes be a storytelling episode where I invite people to come and tell a story, any story you want, uh, and see where that leads the conversation. Because you know, storytelling is such a powerful art form, really. Mm-hmm. And everybody has a story. Everybody has a funny story, a tragic story, a happy story, sad story. And I thought that might be a fun episode to do every other month or once a month or whatever. Um, I like it. I liked it, too. I thought it was a really good idea because I have a ton of stories that I would love to tell, but there's no reason to tell them. You know what I mean? Right. Doesn't necessarily fit into right. a topic. That, right. Yeah. Exactly. So in saying that, do you guys have any good stories you'd like to tell today? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like being put on the spot. Yeah. I don't know if I could 
I know. Right? Drum one up right on the spot. Okay, I have a story. Okay. I, I obviously, since I was thinking this, I was like, I could tell this story that has is relative to nothing. This is Bert, one of Bert's favorite stories about my childhood. When I was in seventh and eighth grade, I lived across the street from a girl named Becky. I've talked about her before. She's my very best friend, just savior of a human being. Love her to this day. But I was really part of their family. They had four kids and I was kind of the fifth unofficial Wood kid. Their last name was Wood. So Becky decided to have a big party for Halloween. And their dad had this conversion van. I'll never forget it. It was it was white on the outside with silver and burgundy stripes. And the inside was all burgundy. And it was one of those conversion vans where it was like burgundy carpet, velour burgundy chairs. And there were the, you know, the two front seats. And then the two passenger seats were like captain's chairs that swiveled and had a table between the two. And then the back was a bench that could lay down to a bed, right? So I loved this van. But it was Halloween. And we were probably in eighth grade and uh, Becky was like, let's go roll yards, like toilet paper people's yards. And they were one <laughs> of the families, the only family I knew that went to that version of Costco during, you know, in the early 80s. And they had like cases of toilet paper at their house. So Becky's dad, who I loved so much, was like totally into it. Let's do it. Let's get everybody in the van. There are probably eight of us. Everybody in the van, who are we hitting first? Where are we going first? Right? So he in the he van. He was the Bert of the neighborhood. He was yeah. the Bert. He was. I just recently right. figured that out. He was loud. He was a man that marched to the beat of his own drum. Tony was, um, he was a visionary. He saw, he was in construction and he bought all this land out in Swanee, which is at the time was completely undeveloped and really, really rural farm and woods. And it ended up being where the Falcons practice and so he started developing all these high-end homes that the falcon players bought i mean he's just a visionary that guy um loved his wife so much he's passed away now but um so tony was like let's do it everybody in the van grab the case of toilet paper who are we going first i don't even remember who we hit first we hit two two houses first and the third house was down the street from becky's house so he dropped us off and he said roll this yard and just run home we were probably probably less than half a mile from home so we get all get dropped off <laughs> and we our toilet paper it's the house is pitch black so everybody's clearly asleep so we're rolling the yard and uh, and i'm like on the farthest point of the yard from becky's house and all of a sudden <laughs> someone starts shooting a gun so the the teenager in the house had driven home drunk, we didn't know this, and fallen asleep in his car in the garage while we were rolling the yard. Woke up and found this pack of girls rolling his yard and starts shooting. <laughs> and of course, I think he's shooting at me and everybody scatters, right? Everybody starts running toward Becky's house, but I am trapped between the gun and Becky's house. So I start running the opposite direction. It's pitch black. And if anybody's ever been in Georgia, it's pitch black you cannot see your hand in front of your face. Like you can put your hand in front of your eyes and you can't see it. So I'm running through the woods, running <laughs> like this guy's fucking shooting at me. He gets in his car, backs out of the driveway and starts looking for us. He's driving up and down the road, looking for us. And I'm running away from everybody. And I, through the woods, I hit a barbed wire fence, literally in pitch oh, black. God. It totally clotheslines me. <gasps> so now I'm bleeding because I've hit oh. this fence. I crawl under the fence. And then I cross the street and I start because Becky lived across the street from him. 
down. So I'm, I'm like at least on the same side of the street as Becky's house. So I start running back, pitch black, hit the same barbed wire fence oh. on the other side, <laughs> under it, through that fence, running, 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 hit a wooden fence. <laughs> so I can't see anything. I'm like, goosh, on this wooden fence. Can't go under that one. It goes all the way ground. So the guy's still going up and down the street. I am positive I'm going to get shot. So I go around the wooden fence. I start running through people's yards, like at their houses, trying to get back to Becky's. So it takes me forever to get to Becky's. <laughs> I walk in her house covered in blood. I'd like, <laughs> I had barbed wire hit me in the chest, in the stomach, and in the calf, like in that area. So I had two barbed wire fence injuries. I still have scars on my chest and my stomach from that incident. So running, running, running. I walk in the door and I'm like <gasps> crying. And Tony's at the dining room table with all the girls. And Becky goes, what happened to you? And I was like, oh, <coughs> the guy was shooting and I was running and the barbed fence. And I just fall totally apart crying. And Becky goes, we thought you were in the bathroom. We asked, where's Leanne? And everybody just thought you went to the bathroom. You were in the bathroom. Tony is laughing hysterically. I look like, I must have looked like death. <laughs> so Tony starts laughing and he makes me sit in his lap because I'm so shaken up. I'm like, oh my gosh, I almost died. Almost died. <laughs> I remember Tony being like laughing. He goes, Becky, go get the band-aids. We got to clean this up. Because I was literally like bleeding. Oh my God. Bleeding from this probably rusty barbed wire fence. So Bert thinks that's the funniest story of my childhood because I'm this poor little, little bitty Leanne running through the dark and just hit a fence. And then under the fence, they hit a fence and it's kind of shooting in the air. Oh my God. So crazy story, right? That's a crazy that's story. Funny. Crazy story. He keeps saying I need to write it out, but I think it's so much funnier to tell it. I've tried to write it a bunch of times. It's too hard to write, you know? Yeah. I don't know. So does that spark any stories in your mind? <laughs> I was not. No. No, I was I never ran to a story. barbed wire it wasn't, <laughs> Right? Well, I'd never either, except then. I'd fallen onto one one time. Oh, this is really bad. So Becky had this bull named Humphrey. He was, quote, tame. Wait a minute. She had a bull? <laughs> yes. They had a, they had a pasture. They had cows. But the, he dabbled in cattle. So he, just, he didn't. I mean, my pop, I grew up on a, a, a cattle farm. My pop raised cattle for meat. Uh -huh. So I'm very familiar with cows, right? But Becky's dad had a few cows. He had this, this Brahma bull named Humphrey. Brahmas have a big hump on their back. So Humphrey, uh, we used to go in her barn and scratch his head, right? But if he, if you didn't scratch hard enough, he would take his nose and just toss you against the wall. <laughs> just throw you like it's not enough. You have to really scratch hard. So anyway, Humphrey was somewhat tame, but he's still a Brahma bull. So Becky and I decided, I don't know why we were doing this. We decided to get in the pasture with Humphrey and the rest of the cows, right? And Humphrey was not happy. So he started chasing us, right? So we start running and running and running for the fence. And she had a barbed wire fence. And oh then in cer certain fences, there's a section where there's like the fence post. And then there's a horizontal post and another vertical post. So it's like a big mm -hmm. uh, upside down U. So I was going for that. I was going to climb over that because it's really hard to climb over just straight barbed wire. So I get to the top of the wood <laughs> and the wood breaks and the barbed wire goes in my butt. <laughs> oh. Like in my butt cheek, rips my panties. I'm totally stuck on the barbed wire fence. Panties bleeding again. <laughs> I'm like, Becky, get me off the fence. I can't get off the fence. 
is Humphrey's going to get me? Of course, Humphrey got close and then stopped and was like, ha, ha, ha. He was, he, I don't know if he was playing with us, so to speak, but he definitely wasn't really going to maul me. Still scary to have this like, you know, 1,500 pound yeah. <laughs> Brahma bull with big horns chasing me. So <laughs> I'll never forget when that wood broke. I remember going, Oh my God, like I'm falling <laughs> on barbed wire. My vagina is going to go It went slightly to the left of my vagina. It oh just ripped God. up my butt cheek. Still have that scar also. <laughs> oh it's about God. four inches long. It just ripped me open in the butt. Good wow. time for Becky. Yep. To go home. Wow. Her dad did not medicate wire. that one. Her dad did not medicate that injury. I don't remember who medicated that one, but it was not Tony. Super glue, right? I should, if I'd only known this about is super a job glue, for super glue, right? Wow! I remember it ripped my favorite pair of Sergio Valentes too. They were dead. I like that you have two outrageous, um, I know, barbed right? wire stories. From your Give childhood. me time; I can come up with I one have or two more. None. I have nothing to add to that. So I chose the wrong story to spark any storytelling it, in you. Right. No oh. experience with Brahma bulls. <laughs> No, no barbed wire. Nobody shooting at you. I grew up in this suburb. Well, <laughs> that was a suburb in Georgia. This is, that was not a suburb. That was the rural. No, that was a suburb. That was outside of Atlanta. That's what you'd like to think. No, it was. It was It was Norcross, which now is very populated. At the time, it was very much and now has street a lights. distant suburb. What's that? And now has streetlights. Oh, yeah. Now has streetlights, for sure. Yes. that that We were the first... I think one of the first subdivisions, my mom bought a house in a subdivision that was across the street from Becky. It was one of the first subdivisions. So it was just developing, but it was definitely, I mean, there was a mall, <laughs> you know, there was a mall, there were car dealerships. It was not like Bowden. That was entirely different. I would have been dead in Bowden. The person would have been able to shoot me. <laughs> they would have hit me. That guy, I don't know what he was doing. He had a Trans Am. I'll never forget it. A black transam. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. This is T-tops. from the 80s. And I was like, oh, he's gonna, he's gonna kill me. Oh well. Those are two <laughs> stories, I guess. I forgot about the Brahma bull until we talked about the barbed wire. <laughs> I'll never forget that wood breaking. Have you ever done anything like that where you're on something and something breaks and you're like, oh shit? I was on a tree branch. Under? No, on. Oh, on. I was standing on it like we were in. We were climbing trees, and I was standing on it and. Apparently couldn't hold me Uh-oh. <laughs> and I fell, it broke and it like, I still have the scar straight up my shin. Ouch. Yeah. That was painful. That yeah. Was and then did you hobble home bleeding? Could you yeah. imagine our kids living through oh my God, no. that? Yeah. No, <laughs> that was like, yeah. I mean, I did go home and get cleaned up. Like there was no choice, but I don't know. There are a lot of times where there are injuries that just never got addressed. Yeah. Me you too. Know what I mean? You just kept going. Totally. Like we played in the woods all the time. Oh, so yeah. Shit that happened. But I know we were <laughs> we were we were at our our new house uh, cleaning out some stuff. And Georgia got a splinter shut down, totally shut down on a bench. <laughs> Mom, you got any tweezers? I'm like, I don't really travel with tweezers. You think there's any tweezers anywhere in this house? No. Why? I have a splinter. I was like, OK, well, we're cleaning out the garage. So let's keep going. She'd do one thing and then sit back down and focus on the splinter. My dad was here helping us. And when, when she was out of earshot, she was in the house and we parked the car. I said to daddy, how many splinters would I get in my feet per Saturday? And he was like, oh, like six to eight. And I was like, and when would I take them out? He went, when it's dark. 
you would never stop. And I was like, and I'm raising this person who cannot carry a box from the garage to the garbage bin because she has a splinter. She can't. I mean, he was like, let's stop by Minchie's on the way home. She was like, I got a splinter. I got to go. <laughs> Minchie's is her favorite frozen yogurt place that she had complained she had not been to yet with Papa Jay. And she literally said, I got to go home and get this splinter out. And I was like, hold on. You're going to go past Minchie's to go home to get to walk back to Minchie's to for a splinter she was like yeah i need to get it out it's driving me nuts and i thought lord have mercy bird is right <laughs> in an apocalypse they're never gonna make it never <laughs> do you feel that way about your kids oh yeah they'd be dead oh dead. i feel like max might actually the eldest survive a little longer. might not survive and my little one i would not count her out yeah yeah vivian is full of surprises she knows more life hacks than anyone. Like, <laughs> what kind of life hacks does she know? Well, like, so when she, <laughs> I'm not. Vivian knows life hacks. I'm not. Listen, I've helped this girl pack. She clearly has progressed. In her... <laughs> she has progressed. She can pack by herself now. Like when we go on, you know, when we travel to Canada, she does all her own packing, and it's like done. She's learned that from Girl Scouts. But um, her her go to like when she. It gets on the iPad for hours and we're like, oh, my God, she must be stopped. <laughs> She's on YouTube, like looking at life hacks for things. So it's like when we're cooking dinner, she'll be like, oh, you know, we're, we're baking. She's like, oh, you sure you want to use baking soda? I think that this one would also benefit from baking powder because and she'll like we're like, what? She's like the kid from um, Jerry Maguire. Who's like, oh. Did you know, the human head weighs okay. whatever Eight pounds. Yeah. 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 But she. She comes up with this stuff all the time where she's like, you know, I was looking at this recipe, but I was thinking that it, it, they're not always about recipes, but she does. She is interested in cooking and baking. So she'll say, but what if you substituted this for this? Because the texture of it would really enhance the this. But she does that about like, I don't know, just stuff around the house. If huh. it, it's. Richard and I are always like, oh, my God, where do you learn this stuff? And she's like, no, oh, YouTube. And she, that's just what she's interested in. Right. So I would not count her out in the, apocalypse. in the apocalypse. I feel like she would have a few tips. She'd be like, well, you could fashion a bow and arrow from whatever. <laughs> but yeah, Camille would be would just be like, I give up. <laughs> I give <laughs> Done. up. <laughs> Is there a concierge for this apocalypse? Yeah. <laughs> no, no. I don't know how my kids would be. I think they would probably figure it out. But I, uh, our puppy does not pee in the rain. She's not a big fan of the rain. <laughs> so we knew it was going to rain last night. So um, I said to the girls, I'm in the middle of cooking dinner. We got to take the cushions off the outdoor furniture and put the pop-up tent up for this dog to pee because I don't want her to pee in the house. So we put a pop-up tent and she'll do that. She'll go under the tent and pee. So that's smart. Kitchen. My dog is the same. Yeah, thing. our dogs are she will not the same go out way. In the rain. Oh, she'll that, go outside under the back patio and pee on our rug. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Well, my dog is considerably larger than your dog. Yes. So I don't want her to be on any rug. But yeah. yeah, I couldn't get her to go outside without a cover. So I'm in the kitchen listening to them just put a pop up tent together. <laughs> and it was it was disaster. Okay. Do you remember the fair? Not many adults can put a pop-up. It's true. Tent together, it's true. It's true. Okay? I'm just saying. It's true. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. But 
is stop yelling at me. I'm not yelling at you, but I am laughing at you. Stop laughing at me. I don't laugh at you. Yes, you do laugh at me. You laugh at me all the time. You're so mean. And I was like, oh, oh my God. I just want the 10 up. That's all I want. Why? Why do we have to do this every time we do something together? That is the worst part about parenting, I think, is the when they're Having fighting. The the <laughs> The bickering. Having two of them. Yes. That was your mistake. <laughs> I guess it was. <laughs> it's when they're fighting. I'm always like, do you know how painful it is for me to have somebody degrading my favorite person and somebody degrading my, fa- you know, like that back and forth. It's like it, there's nothing worse than somebody trashing somebody that you are so crazy about. I just can't stand it. Oh, uh, my my answer is, do you know what I would have given to have had a sister? I would have given my left arm for a sibling, much less a sister. So can you have any appreciation that you have each other? They don't. I don't think it's really interesting because they're so very specific people, right? They're not similar in any way. And I, I, I hope that when they're adults, they realize the value in that. You know, I think the thing about me and Bert being very different is that I learn things from him where I go, oh, that's actually something I don't do well. I could maybe do that. Like I'm that way. And Bert, I don't know that Bert learns a lot from me, but but I think he does. Not in the same way I learn from him. Like he'll watch some things that I do and go, oh, that's really smart. Or, oh, I never thought about it that way. But I hope they get to the place where they can do that for each other because I think they have opposite strengths and weaknesses, actually, because everybody has a strength and a weakness. And I think they're opposite, you know. And um, as perfect as Georgia seems, she's not perfect. She's really not. And and I think she could learn a lot from Isla, who I think can be easily viewed by the outside as the goofy kind of underachiever. But she's actually not. They're just very different. And I, I wish I wish they could... I wish I could start learning from each other now, but all they do now is stop looking at me. <laughs> you looked at me twice. Why do you always interrupt me when I'm talking? <laughs> Why are you in my room? You don't ever let me in your room. <laughs> like, well, maybe if you let each other in each other's room. Hello. <laughs> drives me crazy. I would have killed for a sibling. Another human. I just hung around with a cat all the time. That's all I had. I would have loved another human. We always remind them that they need each other because they, those are the only two people that realize how crazy their parents are. Yeah. And so I said, you, you know, if you don't have your sister, you won't have anybody. You can tell your friends, but they aren't going to get it because they didn't grow up in our house. Right. So you were the only two people who can commiserate with one another about <laughs> how crazy dad and I are and all the quirks because, you know, I think of myself as normal and Richard thinks, but you know, every, every family has like its own quirks and weird stuff that when you go out in the world and you see how other people did things, you're like, Oh, huh. That's interesting. Um, that and as best of intentions yeah. as we have, they're going to be damaged in some way. There's going to be something there where they go, oh, my mom didn't do ABC yeah. and I really needed that. Or My mom was two. Right. My mom wasn't enough. Yes, my dad right. was two. There's my something. dad wasn't enough. Yeah. yeah. I can give you a laundry list of how Bert's fucking it up. But <laughs> for me, it's going to be hard for them to come up with something. No. But there'll be something. There'll be something yeah, that doesn't something, work for them. And yeah. that, you know, I'm cool with that. I'm cool with accepting 
responsibility for whatever they say I was inadequate or not enough. That's fine because that's their perspective and their experience of life. But you're right. The only other person that can relate to that is their sibling. Um, I think that's part of what was so hard for me about realizing a lot of the stuff going on with my mom was not me because I didn't have anybody else to go, hey, is she doing that to you? Yeah. Okay. So this is not just me. This is this is a hurt. But when it, you're the only person, then you don't have anybody to compare anything to. You just have to, you have yourself. Really kind of um, it's hard. It's destabilizing, I think. it's Yeah, it's a good way to put it. It's also very, um, yeah, destabilizing is good. It made me question things that I think I wouldn't have questioned if I'd had a compadre to say, no, that's the same for me. And I'd go, okay, then I'm not going to wonder if this is me I'm gonna know that it's not you know sometimes I would wonder maybe I could have tried harder maybe I could have done more maybe I could have had another conversation you know what else could I have done and to have somebody go no mom's just crazy you just just don't worry about it that would have been great so then they can do that about me no mom's just crazy (laughs) don't worry about it um how do we wrap this podcast up? Because I know you have a fancy summit lunch we have to go to. <laughs> yeah, but it's like 1030 in the morning. Is it? <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea what time it is. It is. 1037. Oh, look at that. Yeah. I just have to acknowledge the funniest thing that happened this morning when I came over here and Leanne just said offhand, I'm not sure if Halston's here or not. And I was scrolling on Instagram <laughs> and the very first post that came up was a picture of Halston. <laughs> here in the podcast studio and I was like oh no he's here yeah, it was really funny that was a really funny moment yeah. I was like that's crazy I was I was out of the corner of my eye watching for you and I didn't see you come in so I was like I don't think he's here yet and then she did that it was really funny oh that is funny that was really funny anything else ladies I don't know I enjoyed the so. conversation yeah did we you have enjoy to, it so homework we is gotta... think about your story think about no. your story. well you have your story you have bigger Homework. I homework. What story? Doctor. Wait, you, know, you said uh, storytelling. Storytelling. Oh, yeah. Think about your story. Sorry. Okay. Thank you, producer. Thank you. <laughs> I'm, I'm talent. I'm only talent. I'm in the moment. I don't know what you're talking about. I was thinking about the goal, the New Year's resolution. My homework is to write my New Year's resolution, which I am doing in that notebook you gave me. I have intentionally not started that notebook because I don't know how everybody else organizes everything, but I have a notebook for kind of every area of my life yep. and then I have one general notebook like like just everything that happens with house and kids and then I have one for Girl Scouts I have one for Burt's Business I have one for the podcast so I know I put everything in the appropriate notebook so I'm not flipping through pages of you know I used to keep it all in one notebook and then I'd be like where was that 18 pages earlier so I just compartmentalized it but I refused to use that notebook for one of those things I was like that notebook needs to be for something more personal. So maybe that's what I need to do is keep a notebook for me instead of it it just keeps going in the general pile. Um, Maybe that's how you get your doctor's appointment scheduled. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have a notebook? Oh, wait a minute. What are my days? Am I Tuesday, Thursday? You're Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I'm Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, (laughs) Sunday. I was like, what do you mean? What are you? (laughs) Have you booked your doctor's appointment? That's it. We just copy paste. Have you booked your doctor's appointment? (laughs) Well, today is my day. So this is just a in-person verbal. Okay. <laughs> Kathy. 
<laughs> you know what I want you to do. <laughs> okay. So here's what I'm going to do that's even worse. I'm going to call Stephen and tell him we're doing it. <laughs> Stephen is so funny. Stephen, I don't think, oh, he may listen to this. Oh, well. He sometimes calls and texts me about something we've I talked know, about yeah. here. Like, oh, does he? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's funny. Not very often, but sometimes he'll call and text me and go, thank you so much for saying that to Kathy. <laughs> Listen, she needs to hear that so badly. And I tell her all the time and she does not listen to me. And I'm like, well, clearly she doesn't listen to me either. So it doesn't really matter. <laughs> that's funny. But thank you, Stephen. He's so great about that. He wrote me the nicest card. Do you know about this card? I do know about that. Yeah. It was very sweet. Yeah. That was very sweet. Yeah. Uh, he wrote me a card about m- my friendship with Kathy, Aww. about being uh, grateful from him about my friendship with Kathy. It was really sweet. I kept it. was very it. sweet. I'm yeah. never throwing it away. <laughs> it meant a lot to me. He's a sweet He's guy. really good about that stuff. He's a really good guy in pretty much every way. He's a good guy. Yeah. He's a minch. Isn't He's that okay. what you call it? <laughs> minch. Except no, when he calls and goes, nice. I have an earth shattering <laughs> and I know it's 4 p.m. and you're walking in the door, but <laughs> right, revolutionary <laughs> breakthrough. That's what I learned in therapy. And oh is he in therapy? No, he should be in therapy. Oh. But maybe it's we should... like it's that kind of stuff. You know, it's that earth shattering. Like I've just discovered this about myself and I'm like, OK, you need to be there. Right. I need to be fully present. Yeah. And I'm like, this is <sighs> OK. I'm in Costco right now. I really (laughs) want to be there for you. But really, right now? Okay. I know when stuff like that happens and I'm in Costco, do you do this? I just push the cart in a loop, like around one aisle. Oh, I can't focus. Over and over. I I just, that's what I do. Because I feel bad to just stand in the aisle. So I'll just go and loop one aisle over and over and over and over and over again. When a big conversation comes in and I'm in Costco. I haven't been to Costco in forever. I haven't either, actually. You live right next to it. I know. I love that place. I used to love there and just get lost. I used to go there and just walk the aisles, but no time. Yeah, isn't that weird? Yeah, you live right down the street. Where's all my shit come from? I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> right? I was like, wait a minute. I haven't been to Costco in a while. <laughs> wait a minute. Toilet paper How just appears. How do I still have toilet paper? Apparently because I bought it at Costco last yeah, time. Yeah. So. I'm manifesting toilet paper. <laughs> it's just multiplying. Live in the dream. That's right. Live in the dream. Manifesting toilet paper. All right. This has gone totally off the rails. We're going to say goodbye. Apologies. Uh, no apologies. No apologies. This is what it's like to hang out at my house. Would you say this is pretty accurate pretty to what much, it's like yes. to hang out at my house? Yes. Yeah, yeah, okay. Usually there's a different beverage involved. But yes, there's a different beverage. <laughs> and Usually more later in the day. And more, and animals, more animals, yes. Yeah. Okay, so I'm writing my New Year's resolutions. You are... Writing. Uh, writing your novel. <laughs> working on your New Year's resolution. And you are... Working on... We'll have New Year's resolutions after uh, today. That's uh, not it. You oh, are getting a fucking doctor's appointment. Yes, yes. 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 doctor's appointment. <laughs> Don't think we're not checking back on this. Doctor's appointment. Oh, I'm worried Monday, already. Wednesday, and you Friday. know what's going to happen. She's going to go to her physical and they're going to go, oh, you're fine. And she's going to go, see, I told you I didn't have to go. Yeah. I and, told and you everything you're, was We're okay. going to say baseline. 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 That's right. Baseline. Right. No, I'm so not going to say I didn't age. need to go. I won't say that, but I will be like, I told you there was nothing wrong. It. I know. Yeah. There's we nothing wrong celebrate. We will celebrate when you I agree. Yeah, I agree. I'll break my protein greens <laughs> and celebrate just for you. <laughs> okay. Writing, resolution, doctor's appointment, and resolution. You have two. Oh, good I luck. need a lot of work. You do. <laughs> you do not. <laughs> All right. Till next time. 